When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Want home to be more joyful? Introducing Tabitha Brown for Target, a limited-time collection of decor, office supplies, and gifts designed to be bright, bold, and joyful. Search Tabitha Brown on Target.com or find it in-store. Available August 6th. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. Clock. It's episode 21, season 9 of the Fighting Club Podcast. Today I'm joined by Ricky TFT. What's up? And we've got fucking big John Bass. What, mate? I want to say thank you, John Bass, for jumping in at the last minute. It's all right, mate. Because uh, we had someone drop out. Yeah, and and you're here. I'm just desperate. Anytime uh, I was walking past, Flav's shouting out the window. Right, mate, come in. It's not like that at all. <laughs> it's just that you have helped us out massively. Thank you, mate. Oh, you're welcome. Um, how's how's everything going, Ricky? You've had uh, an eventful weekend, haven't you? An eventful. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, like I, I know, like it, it, a lot of these things revolve around me and my missus, uh, <laughs> and you know, I, I love her dearly. Uh, the, the other day, she, uh, I said to her, like, I, I need picking up from work. She was like, oh, yeah, I'll come pick you up. I was like, sweet. This is the one where you work for your lunch to get out early. Yeah, I work for my lunch to get out early. So she was going to pick me up at four. Um, she turns up and it's like 20 to four. And I was like, I've got to work till four. She's like, all right, cool. So four o'clock comes around. I bowl outside. Uh, it's pissing down with rain. I see her there. Uh, like wave, jump in the car. And she goes to turn the motor over and uh, the battery's flat. And I'm like, fuck. And I was like, why is the battery flat? And she was like, I may have been listening to the radio while I was waiting for you. <sighs> and then, like, no, no, like normally, that, that, that can happen, right? That, that, what in, do you mean it, it can't it, happen? Yeah, in, in, in life, batteries shit run flat. Ha- shit, shit happens, happens yeah. right, right. Um, because of certain things, but... Exactly. Sure, she went just sitting there with like full beams, she had like the radio <laughs> on, and she was actually just just fucking doing donuts in the show. Probably, or the heating on. Yeah, heating that, on, yeah. yeah. Uh, Charging a phone. And exactly a year before that, uh, my car had died from battery uh, in the same car parking space because she was waiting for me with the radio on. Whoa. And it's so, not- right, so so it's kind of like 
I, I, I wouldn't normally go mad because like shit, shit happens. But I got, I was just really frustrated that you know, like, lightning doesn't strike the same, twice. The same thing happened again. Yeah, the same thing happened again. Like you should, you should have like not not dealt. You should have dealt with that and not had the radio on. So I've been, you know, stewing on this all week. And, yeah, um, so what did you what did you react like inside the car? Did you start punching punching the uh, no punching? I, I was just like audibly frustrated. Um, and uh, as it turns out, uh, we didn't have any jump leads, and uh, so I had to no one has jump leads. So I had to walk like in the rain to the local kind of Halfords, <laughs> like fifteen minutes away, to buy some. And then, like, kind of like thinking, am I going to ask people? I'm outside my work. It's three thousand people. I don't want to look like some fucking lemon. Yeah. Uh, so in the end, well, I've got, I've got, got, got RAC or anything like that. Yeah, I have, but like, to, you know, all, all it needs is a jump start. Right. So I got my brother-in-law, and he came in and helped us out. But I was having a. I was still kind of stewing on it. Like uh, this is even last night, and I was having a fag before I went to bed, <laughs> and uh, and I was just like, you know, like when things happen like that, like do you like why do the same thing? Because it's, it's just going to happen again. And then I was thinking, like, you know, if if you, I don't know, if you're outside and lightning strikes and you get hit by it, you don't go and stand in exact same place next to that oak tree, do you? No. Like, you, you, you move away. You like, and then I was thinking, right. Actually, when it does lightning, do, are you supposed to stand next to two objects or not? Like, and then it, I got down this wormhole, right? And then I was like, is it just best to, to lay flat? And then while I was thinking, right, while I'm laying flat in this dewy grass, right, and, and I'm counting for the lightning and the thunder to see how close it was, it got me thinking about Tottenham. And I was thinking, at this moment in time... Am I laying down waiting for this storm to pass, yeah. or am I laying down in the same space where lightning's going to strike twice? <laughs> and I was like, "This is what, what, what do I do? Yeah, the thunderstorm's going to pass, boys. Yeah. The storm will pass. Very true. Hold on in there, and I think <laughs> you know you won't get struck by lightning. Was you? Was this was a normal cigarette you were smoking when you sat there? It, we'll say it's a normal cigarette, full on a Golden Virginia tobacco. <laughs> yeah, like a fully loaded yeah. Golden Virginia tobacco yeah. cigarette. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a good point though about the jump leads. Like A to Z maps, jump leads, and like a tin of Werther's originals are just gone from like every man's car these days. Bring it back. You can't bring. You can't have Werther's in the car nowadays. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, like, yeah, yeah. Well, what are we talking about? A bit nonsense. Nonsense. Yeah. 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 It's a good point, actually. Get yourself yeah. a lovely like pot of mint imperials. Yeah, that's all you have. Um, uh, so just a quick thing. Twenty. Listen to the radio for twenty minutes in the car wouldn't drain your battery. Well, it did, mate. So like, yeah, I don't, I know, know what you're saying. don't dig around. It's not a fault. You listen to the radio for twenty minutes. Look, mate. Just... When I was in that situation, this is the only thing. Did we tell I... a story about when we went to Longley? Where just to get, just as a, like a, a, a very short caveat before we go into Sheffield United, a very short caveat to why Ricky's frustrations. It isn't just this instance. No. It isn't the inst- instance before where she did the same thing. It isn't about the sofa that she ordered and she measured that didn't <laughs> when it arrived didn't fit. Yeah. It's also about when we went to Longleat, where we like me, the missus, our kids, your kids. Uh, we planned a lovely day out in Longleat. Didn't really it? hot as well. It was boiling. What it was, a lovely day. Yeah, it was beautiful. Uh, we got there and um, uh, she was getting something out of the boot. Yeah. And she slammed it shut. And the minute she slammed it shut, she went, "Rick, have you got the keys?" <laughs> No, she didn't. She knew. She knew. She she knew she had the keys, and she knew where those keys were. They're in the boot. Rick. They're in the boot. Yeah. Uh, so we spent the la- the well, we spent the next two hours just having a good time down Longleat. Yeah. You spent the the, the two hours waiting for Longleat man. To, no, not even Longleat man. No, no. Waiting for, for mechanic man. Yeah, mechanic man. Uh, and the thing is, is if you go, if you've been to Longleat, it's like a safari park. But it, you're, we were inside the park, so we'd gone through the queue in. We've gone through like paying and then driven down to the car park. So all of that process takes about thirty minutes, and we've had to get a locksmith, a car locksmith, yeah, to come in and go through all of that as well. Yeah, he now did. Uh, uh, yeah, he, he did. Uh, my frustration is uh, like you know when it's kind of like you're a bit annoyed, but then uh, I, someone said, "I'll speak to the people at Longleat because they've got you know they have to fix vehicles." Surely and this happens. And all that, like, and uh, some guy came up with a radio, and he's like, "Oh yeah, you the guy locked the keys in?" And I was yeah. like, "Yeah, yeah." And he was like, well, there's not much I can do. And then I was like, okay, then. Like, so what do you normally do? And, and then he proceeded to take a massive bunch of keys out of his pockets and tr- start just trying random keys, like door keys in my car. Like, I'm like, chub, chub, what? Like, chub. Honestly, what are, you, are you, what are you trying to do to me, man? Yeah, but you didn't say anything. You just stood, no, I just sat there and watched yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, maybe that one might fit. Yeah, yeah. Look, at, here's, a, here's a chub key. Try that. Um, so obviously the Spurs situation is, as it were, 
you know, we learned mm. nothing from the weekend, did we? And nah. coming off the back of a, a lovely result out in Belgrade. Yeah. yeah. Serbia? Yeah. yeah. Out in Belgrade. Uh, what we didn't mention in the podcast last is, is the fans have placed a tank outside of their stadium as a symbolism or a, a nod to the civil war that happened right. in the former Yugoslavia. Nice. And they said, it's nothing, like, we don't want to trigger anyone, this isn't to cause offence, we've just, this is a tank, all right, and we're yeah. putting it outside. Brilliant. Anyway, uh, great result out there. Uh, and then um, a not so great result at home to Sheffield United. And I kind of felt like this would be the game where we bounce back. This is where everything's going to click into gear. Yeah. But we're going to talk about the, the Sheffield United game. We are. But I've got a couple of questions for you boys before okay. we do. Because right. we find ourselves where we find ourselves. And all Spurs fans are currently processing it. Yeah. Some process it, process it in the way that they're literally throwing, p- pulling shit out of their arse and throwing it up against the ceiling in their own front room. Mm. And on Twitter. And others are keeping the shit in, holding it in. Right, and yeah. just saving everyone the bother. I want to ask you, what lengths would you go to to fix the current situation at Spurs? How much would you sacrifice personally? John? So are we talking, when we're saying fix the current situation, are we talking we'll, we'll get back to at least like just being uh, a side that challenges for the league? It's, no, no. This is, from the position we are now, this would guarantee that we finish in the top four. Okay. What? So you have to do something. You, you have to give a certain amount of money a month right okay so oh, not okay. to charity just to Tottenham I would like how much thinking family members no no, no 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 just the amount of money look realistically where you are no but uh, some of them I want to get rid of so this would solve two problems no so I'm, you're, you're talking about some sort of weird fictional situation <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about in reality right if, if somehow the spirit of Bill Nickerson come down and yeah. said you have to give X amount of money to Spurs yeah. right now how much would you be willing to give, given your current situation, yeah. financial situation? How much money would you would you pay into Spurs via direct debit? Not the first of the month, twenty eighth of the month. Oh, stinger! Um, I'd, I'd, I'd probably drop a ton. Hundred pound a, a, a month. Yeah, because you know a lot of people go to the gym and then you know spend a couple of beers. That's that sort of money, isn't it? Yeah. I'm never going to go to the gym. So. All right, so John Bass is going to be would be willing to give a hundred pound a month to make Spurs top four this year. Yeah, and, to, and this is top, top, this is a hundred pound a month until the end of the season. Yeah, so was... you're going to drop about seven hundred quid or whatever it is. Yeah. All right. Well, I've already paid like a hundred pound a month for my season. Yeah, it's on yeah, top of that. Yeah, on top yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. So bloody hell, uh, I would probably. Uh... Do you know what? I'll go for a ton as well. Hundred. Yeah, yeah. It's a piss take, but <laughs> it's a fucking piss take. But I'm gonna be British about this. We shouldn't have to do this. Bite my lip and just slide the money over each month. The thing is, I've highballed you there, haven't I? If I'd have said like fifty, you'd have gone. I tell you what, it's a lot, but I've matched that. 50, yeah, but I fucked you there, Rick. Sorry. <laughs> nah, it's alright. It's alright. <laughs> no one knows. It, 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 it all depends. It all depends on your own financial situation, doesn't it? Mm. But I would say that I. I wouldn't go above like twenty five quid, and this and the reason being that I feel like I don't have to give any money over yeah. for it, yeah. if I play the long ball here, that it will all turn around. That said, like I could, I probably could get away with a hundred quid a month mm. and top four from this position. Yeah, all right, a hundred quid a month as well. Boom. All in. Boom. All right, so imagine like, you know we're going through a lot of things at the moment. Um, imagine the feeling when we turn this around and we start winning games and what I'm getting at with this is that we've had it good for a long time not that we don't deserve it and not that we we shouldn't experience those sort of things and it's it, we're well within our capabilities to do and have done everything that we that we've experienced in the last few years but right now it feels like based on, on my experience of watching Spurs over the years <coughs> is that we're paying in right now mm. it's tough yeah. It's painful. It fucking sucks. But this, we're paying in, and we haven't paid in for a long time. And results against teams that we should beat haven't felt like great results. When or if we start beating teams at home or away, the feeling of that is going to be incredible. And yeah. sometimes you have to go through a little bit of shit to appreciate the rose at the end of it. Yeah. If you're just picking up roses every day, you're walking along yeah. smelling that rose, smelling they're all just fucking flowers at the end of the day. Yeah. But if you've been swimming through feces, yeah. and then at the end there's like a rose, you're going to appreciate that rose so much more than if you were <laughs> swimming through a, a pond of rose petals. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it? I hear that. Like we're in the sewers right now. Yeah. But it, when we get out, the, the air is going to smell beautiful. Yeah. 
I mean, I remember like uh, our last season at Wild Lane, and I was so confident. I never felt, you know, like mm. going into every single game thinking everyone's just going to yep. get steamed. Yeah, and you just get not that I ever got bored of of winning. That's a ridiculous thing to say. Exactly you, bored you, of you, winning. You kind of I, I turned up knowing we were going to win. Though. Yeah, complacent. I yeah, think. I Will. was. Yeah, I was. I was. It will did. Yeah, it was, it, that was a nice feeling. Yeah. I like. I like to be. Oh, yeah, well, complacent you're... around top. <laughs> I want to be blase yeah, about yeah, winning yeah, yeah. games. You want to get back to that? <laughs> yeah, it's fu- it's always fun. Like when you go through a shit time, you you can never see like the other side of it. But when it starts happening and like momentum starts building, I remember like a couple of years like early into Poch's tenure, and we were off the pace of top four. And there was this, it was kind of a lot of noise around. Is Poch the right like man for the club and all this sort of stuff? <laughs> and we just won like a couple of games back to back, and you start picking up this momentum. And we started like shutting down places in the league, and it was like really exciting to be like pushing for that Chasing. top four so I feel like what are we now like 11 points off top four which is a lot yeah. but imagine how good that will be if, if we if we close that gap and catch the likes of Chelsea and, yeah. and like, even, if, even if it doesn't happen this season because I'm not sure it will but even if it doesn't happen this season it, it is it is going to come back whether it mm. is with Pochettino or with someone else yeah. Yeah. it's going to come back it's coming back yeah. <laughs> well, it's coming back <laughs> Uh, so, how have you been coping in with a recent form? What, what's your mechanism been? Because it's it's not just a process of going, it's, it's okay. Everyone goes through their own turmoils, their own ways of dealing with the poor, poor performances. What, what, what's your week-to-week been like? So, um, it was only uh, like, a, it was like a, a week ago, maybe... Uh, where you have that real, like, I've, you know, that realization, like you're saying, eleven points, top four. Um, I, I don't think we're going to get top four. No. And uh, while uh, you're obviously, people are still, they, they, they still believe and they still want it and stuff like that, which is absolutely fine. But it's the hope that kills you. Mm. And when these results come round, that that is, it just, it's another, it's another. It's a blow after blow, and what, how how I've got through it is um, there's there's something that I I always remember, and it was in uh, Band of Brothers, right? right. And uh, Spears yeah. is talking to a character called Blythe, who is absolutely shit scared of the war and the guns and everything, and he sits Blythe down and he says, "It's because you've got hope as a soldier. If you believe you're already dead, you you don't matter anymore, and you'll just keep on going because you you've still got hope that you're going to come out of war alive." You're not. You're dead already. You're a soldier. Keep on going. And when that registered to him, as that hope's gone, just ignore it. He managed to function as a soldier. Pick up his gun and fucking go for it. Did he make it up? Uh, he did, mate. He did get shot in the neck. Right. Uh, and then he died like four years after because of that injury. But right. he was. Well, he made still, it for a little bit. Yeah, he made yeah. it for a little bit. But he managed to keep going. So at the moment, I for me, I think top four's gone. We just need to. I'm, for me, I'm just focusing on. Uh, getting that spirit back the camaraderie the way we used to play and then you know who knows what can happen with that momentum like John was saying and then that the 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 thrill of the chase mm. of hunting teams down going that you know and then people looking over their shoulder and bottling it and then we take their place slowly slowly catchy monkey <laughs> uh, Lieutenant Spears in, in Banner Brothers does have an amazing uh scene yeah where he they've got a storm a sort of machine gun nest or something like that there's loads of uh jerry's yeah is that jerry's an offensive term i I mean i thought it was i mean i don't know you're definitely not gonna think it is well i think it's just like g-e-r right and then just they're just krauts krauts is kind seems offensive yeah more more offensive i'd say but isn't that just because they ate sauerkraut that is it so it's only offensive. Oh, is it really? I, th- I think that's why. Well, I, I the same way as we're called limeys because we had like Lyme disease on boats. I think the etymology oh, of the word really? is less important than how people perceive it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, I brought this up, so I'll finish it. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> Lieutenant Spears has to <laughs> charge a machine gun nest, and he's confronted with about fourteen soldiers. And because he's given up hope, yeah. Because he just realizes the situation he is, and he needs to get shit done. Mm. He just gets up and just starts running at these soldiers. And they are so bemused by what he's doing and can't believe that he's just running at German soldiers and a tank yeah. and a fucking machine gun nest that they don't shoot him. Yeah. And he gets through. So that's what I think we need to do. That's exactly, yeah. Just, like, all tactics, everything out the window, yeah. just start running at Like, we get the ball and we make a flying V yeah. and then we just, all of them, go. <laughs> go at yeah. the goal. 
That's, that's a good point. And if they break, as long as it's not in their own half, yeah. which probably will be, probably won't be offside, maybe. Yeah. VAR. That's a good point. VAR checking. <laughs> Flying V. Yes. Fine. Carry on. Play yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. Desperate times, desperate measures. Let's just do, do something mental, like just 10 up front. Yeah. Flying just, v. Like, yeah. just constant, like a line press. So you hold hands. Yeah. yeah. And just kick up and just like walk forward in a line. Like, you know, the right. Romans that's, with the shields. Yeah. 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 That's just, how are we going to get through? That's yeah. a great tactic. You're, you're, you're offside. It's not a foul. We're not moving. We're not doing exactly. anything. We're holding hands. It's, yeah. You're allowed to hold hands. Yeah. Yeah. And then if, if they fuck up and they fall for our trap and they get too close, you just close the circle. Keep holding hands. Yeah. And then just slowly squeeze them. Slowly squeeze them. And you know, like, when in you know you know in training like, like warm-ups for a game mm. or in training they play that game where there's a defender in the middle yeah. and they're yeah. passing around I think every club wants to do this yeah that's why everyone's training because they know the ultimate tactic in football to win everything yeah. is to do this holding hands circle football yeah where they hold hold hands the ball's in the middle it's not obstruction because none of them are moving yeah. they just keep the ball in the middle maybe let one in then <laughs> that's why they play because one might get in yeah. especially a little one like if Jose Dominguez played on the other team, he'd get in that circle yeah. somehow through the legs or something. But you can pass it around him because you've done all that training. Yeah. Slowly move it up the pitch and kick it in the goal. Yeah. yeah, it's like those baskets that fish get in. They can get in, but they can't swim out. Can't get and we just move the basket yeah. towards their goal. Fucking bosh, one deal's it, it would be called yeah. the, lo- the lobster trap. Yeah. Nice. It's really good. So I think we should definitely do that. Yeah. Um, how, I've been coping, <laughs> how I've been coping with the recent form is, is really similar to what Rick said, which is that I've just had to accept that like we're in the transition period and like that phrase is used all the time in football but I think that's exactly where we're at we've got players like the Celso and Ndombele where I can really see something quite special with them too and I can see like there's a progression with that we've still got great players in the likes of Son and Kane and I just feel that we just need to get through this little like shit spell and hopefully it is a small spell which which could end up being a season but in the grand scheme of things like that's not huge we've had like five years of pot so he's I think he's earned one season where we have to rebuild, and I think he's been hamstrung by the fact we haven't been able to replace it with players. So this is kind of inevitable, I think. We're, we're gonna, we've been doing this poll each week before the podcast, um, yeah. whether people are potching and potching out, and I think we'll continue to do it to gauge the mood of mm. uh, Spurs fans in, uh, up until Christmas, or up until it's either one way or another. And uh, the, the, the we did it last week, and it was 75% potch in, and 25% potch out. We sent it out today. We ran it for four hours. Something like nearly 4,000 people voted. And this week, 77 potch in. 20... The rest three, potch out. <laughs> 23 potch out. So it's actually gone up potch in. Oh. I don't know. And it, it, there has been that result in Europe as well. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, just interesting, really. Because that that is a, a decent sample of Tottenham support. Mm. Like, if you ever do a quantitative survey in... Social media, yeah. Mm. Or sorry, not social media. Sociology. Um, anything over like a thousand is a decent sample of, yeah. Yeah. of the populace. So there we go. We're so so far, very much pop it, pot in. And it's kind mm. of like it's uh, as much as shit is going on at Spurs. It's it, I'm kind of proud of that mm. because Arsenal fans in our situation would be baying for his blood, and they are with their own manager currently. Yeah. I'm not saying it shouldn't be, but we somehow have, are, are, have been able to maintain a level of calmness to mm. say that actually let's not throw our manager on, under the bus just yet mm. yeah. and when you, you, you're reading Twitter and stuff you believe that there is a, a sizable minority that want him out and actually 25% is a sizable minority to be fair mm. but you know I think just by clicking on the a poll we don't have to give an excuse just click on it what you are what you're not say 70, 77% which would that wouldn't be a hung parliament the next election would it no. 77% would get the fucking Brexit majority yeah. get it fucking done mate well yeah. unless it was Lib Dems got in then it would be <laughs> definitely don't get it done mate <laughs> yeah. uh, we're going to talk we're doing a no as bad afterwards but just quickly yeah. if Lib Dem got a majority somehow I mean they won't but... I understand yeah, that yeah. I understand that but I'm talking hypotheticals yeah. what would happen to Brexit would they would they have to do a second referendum or that... would they just say would somehow we're going to break the law and pull out I think they want to do a second referendum where there is like essentially like no option to Brexit to go ahead so it's kind of just like leads them down because I don't think they can get rid of article 50 or whatever it is alright okay so, uh, how much <laughs> How much does uh, Tottenham dominate your life Rick? Um, how much? yeah are you, as you got older have you been able to kind of have you been able to compartmentalise Tottenham whether it be good or bad? Uh, I, I, I'd like to pretend uh, as a man that has two children, uh, misses 20 years now, 
uh, and uh, I, I'm a you know fully grown adult that I, I can do this but I absolutely can't it absolutely consumes my entire life and I do not stop thinking about no. Tottenham re-watching goals you know uh, the Champions League run like even like I was watching a, I was watching this compilation thing of Gaza the other day and all the funny things he's done in interviews and stuff like that I was just thinking like, I, I remember this bit and I remember that and just uh, so many memories and Man, it's. I, I always say it's. It, uh, I feel s- uh, like slightly embarrassed about um, how much love uh, and how much it does dominate my life. But then on the other side, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. This is who I am. Yeah, like, yeah, this, totally. This, this this will always be who, who I am and what I'm about. And this this is the thing is like when like you get frustrated about listening or reading a tweet or listening to a podcast that you don't agree with. Every every really emotional response to to a result or to a a victory or to a player that you dislike comes from a place of love for Spurs you may not agree with these people but they love the club yeah and even if what they say you might feel is damaging they they genuinely love the club we all do that's a really good point actually Mm. you know yeah it's just like someone who thinks Poch needs to get out you might not agree with them I don't agree with them but it's they, they love the club they want the best for the club they want to see the team winning yeah. it might be counterproductive but that's where it comes from it comes from a place of of love yeah, yeah. This, this is actually similar to like loads of things like politics at the moment I think the end result is people want what's best for the country and in, in the Spurs example it's they want what's best for the club it's just we have a different idea of how to get there basically and I think that we should we kind of it's so easy to basically like be potch in potch out and kind of see that as being against each other actually ultimately like whichever way you like voted in that particular poll, it's because you think that's the best route for Tottenham. Of course, and I think that like we should all just take a step back sometimes and just think, actually, you know, if you do have the other view to what I have, that's fine. Like that's completely fine because ultimately, whatever we think, that's actually not going to be any influence on the decision that's ultimately made about whether he stays or goes anyway. We have no influence really. Yeah, we don't. So, you know, I think everyone should just kind of bear in mind that if you if you see one of your mates is potch out and you're potching that's fine like, it's completely fine to disagree like smash his face in yeah obviously but, cut him but it's just fine where he's coming from yeah like cut him and then tell him look it's fine mate like I've rang like the ambulance I Ho- yeah. hope you survive I hope, yeah. hope you survive if you die if you die look it's fine yeah it's fine as well everything's fine you should have voted the same way as I voted <laughs> yeah, yeah. but you didn't so fuck you yeah. yeah let this be a lesson yeah you. exactly yeah. You'll, you'll keep that scar on your face every time you look in the mirror <laughs> you'll see me boy yeah uh, like, at least you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> Just, just put a little pee in his eye. Just yeah, Pochettino. Poch in. Poch in on his forehead. Fuck you. Uh, Bashi underscore 1986. He says, has Oliver Skip stopped supplying the team causing the, the slump? This is previously we made some wild, mm. completely fictional ac- accusation that Oliver Skip was the plug for the Tottenham squad. Yeah. And he'd, yeah. he'd had them all wired. Uh, should they get on speed or try to get out cold turkey period? Oh. Uh, have you? I mean, have you got, I mean, I'm pretty sure I know the answer from both of you. But speed is a pretty unhealthy and horrible yeah. high. Yeah, it's the kind of thing you do where, and those that have had the period in their life where they've been going out a lot. Yeah, um, would have at some point not been able to get what they want and ended up just getting yeah. something else that looks similar. Yeah. And then spending three days up. Yeah. Uh, and f- for that reason, uh, cold turkey would be the most healthy thing. Yeah. Mm. But then short term, see, a lot, I've, I've never experienced like cold turkey or anything like serious, but I think I had a, like, a, a serious. Well, yeah, well, obviously. I mean, <laughs> that, go, that goes without saying. I've, I've had enough to help get off it. Dick and pies, I'm just full of it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I got really addicted to sulpidine, which you can buy over the counter in a pharmacy. It's a really strong painkiller. And you, you got addicted to it well because they tell you because it's got codeine in it right. and they tell you like if, after three days you can't have it but I always take it on like stag do's and stuff really? So, yeah. you, you were telling me you were telling the whole podcast about it's it it's great but yeah. you're not supposed to do it after three well, days what, right. when it's great because I see I, I know what you're talking about like this, there's, there's people that get addicted to painkillers yeah and I've had proper painkillers like my mate uh, someone I know his friend had cancer and they'd given him these special painkillers that are only given to people that are really really in pain like yeah. someone who's suffering did you take them yeah we took them on a night out yeah so like which is completely uh, stupid and um, completely unadvisable yeah. inadvisable whatever don't, don't do, do it, it. yeah, yeah. Um, 
but it was like having a, a velvet curtain the heaviest velvet curtain just drooped over your body yeah. it, it, I mean it, it was it was it was an experience and as human beings everyone should experience stuff I wouldn't advise this but the, the thing like codeine and, and, mm. and like when it says like, it's never impacted me ever at all it's like I can have a cup of coffee before I go to bed and go mm. to sleep yeah. mean, everyone's like I'm not yeah. having coffee I'm getting same. mate I'm can the same I, yeah. I, I can have a gallon of it and go to sleep I'm the same but like let's say when you're hung over so you've got a headache and you feel that like fuzziness and you just feel rank if you just fill up a pint glass and, codeine. <laughs> and stick in a couple of sulfurines and knock it back you will feel ten times better right so when you're on a stag do and you have a hangover like three days in a row yeah when you get home the next day you still have that like grottiness so you then go into a fourth day right and then by the time you know it you're sort of like on the Wednesday and you're still like so taking these headaches and the problem is is when you when you come off them you then just feel like shit for three or four days and it's making you want to take more right, so to, then to, yeah, to, to get rid of the headache that's yeah. caused by uh, not yeah, taking yeah, it withdrawal yeah. so up selfishly I'm like if they're going to be like that fucking moaning oh I'm cold and my head hurts they're not going to be performing are they so I'm saying just bang pumping them. sticking with ephedrine yeah. and speed yeah. or whatever it takes if 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 um if you if we could pump the squad versus for, full of performance enhancing drugs mm. yeah like they all get them like pump to the gills yeah and then we smash the league by about 30 points yeah. and then 20 years later it comes out that that's what's happened. Would you take it right now for the twenty years of glory that you have? Yeah, hundred percent. When it's one hundred percent. Like if, even if you come out in five years, prove it, it, mate. Prove it. Go on. Yeah. What? what? I, don't, I, I don't care if they'd all proved it and they yeah. were all fucking guilty. That feeling of winning it yeah. would never be replaced. Yeah. And even in hindsight, you look back and go, "Ah, oh, man, like that wasn't um, honestly." Fuck that. Like. Imagine how good it would feel. I'd be like, yeah, but you've been financially doped. So we've yeah. been like physically doped. Yeah. You've been financially doped. Yeah, you, you've been financially out. doped. We've been actually doped. Yeah. yeah. So Don't tell them more on high ground with us. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking slags. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I'd take it probably, mm. wouldn't you? Yeah. 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 Well, we get over it. It'd yeah. be like a big fine. It'll be a, uh, we'd have a big fine, points deduction, it'd be a season a little bit like this one. Mm. Yeah. I've been saying for ages that like, all sports just make it legal and see what happens. Because mm. everyone's cheating. Maybe like, not boxing, it. Nah, just like, yeah, let, all of them. like yeah, let them glue like yeah. like concrete Nails. blocks to their fists yeah. and shit, and yeah. see what happens. Like it'd be, it'd be great. Um, all right, let's talk a little bit about the Sheffield United game because yeah. somehow we've managed to get half an hour into this pod without talking about it. But uh, we don't have to go into it because people watch it. And and, and when, when we were writing the running order, I was just like, does does people do people really want to hear us dissect the problems of this performance? And the longer we do this podcast, and it's been nearly nine years now, yeah. the more I'm coming to the realization that. We, we we don't know why Dyer was playing left side of centre back, no. having played ninety minutes four or five days before. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, us just saying he shouldn't have played left back or uh, sorry left centre back isn't that, that, that's not great podcasting. Mm. Yeah, it's but I mean uh, I'm not going to go into whether it is good or not podcasting. We're just talking about Sheffield United anyway. <coughs> right, so. Um, <clears throat> One one thing I noticed when I was uh, when I was watching the game, it was uh, and like it stuck with me all game. Every time we would have a goal kick or whatever, or, or it came back to Gazaniga, he'd pass to the centre backs, and then the centre backs would pass it to like to the uh, right back, and then they'd go back to the centre back, then they'd go into the centre midfield, they'd come back to the, you know the centre back, and then we'd be pressured and we'd lose it in our, in our own half. Mm. And that's where we'd invite invite a lot of the uh, you know uh, Sheffield United pump it along. Yeah, exactly. But Sheffield United, their keeper was fucking walloping it. Was he absolutely walloping? And it was like coming towards like, our area, but they were first to the ball. And as mm. soon as they got that ball, then it was on. Uh, and, and then it was on. And they were just you know being cute with their passing, being a bit more aggressive. But they'd already won that. You know they could gone past their defence and our strikers and both of our midfields and just. Uh, Whacking it up top. I'm not saying that's what we need to do, but, but I'm saying that the, the two differences, like stark contrasts of how both play football, but they were progressing the ball a lot quicker and getting the ball uh, up our side of the pitch a lot better than what we were doing. I so, don't. I I like. I know that the statistics would show that you have more possession of the ball if you play out from the back, even if it is difficult to watch. And for a long time, we've been peddling that idea that that. Just, just keep hold of the ball. Our, our, our quality will out, and it'll be fine. But it, 
I'm so I, I feel so much better when I just see Gazaniga just wave the full centre backs on. Mm. Yeah, just get up there because I'm pumping this. Yeah, it's it's. Did they? What was their formation? Did they play two up top? Or because full disclosure, I didn't watch any of this. They played one, and they. Do you know what I noticed about them most of all? Because I sit quite high, so I sit in the north stand, and I can like yeah. basically I look quite, like down the pitch. Their shape was so neat and tidy, and it did remind. Basically, watching Spurs over the last like eight months, I'm a bit clueless as to what like formation we're playing half the time. I would get really lost yeah, with who's yeah, going yeah. where in the shape, and it's very fluid and it changes in game. And I was watching Sheffield United, and I could basically see like the back four, the midfield, and the striker like moving in unison and like literally just shepherding us across the pitch. Yeah. Like we were joking about like having a circle or like creating a line to make it through. Essentially, having two banks of four, if you move tight enough, it is like that. You can't really get through the lines. I weren't joking about that, buddy. No, I, I, I think we should definitely do it. Um, but uh, basically, that's what it was like watching, and it was a, a little bit frustrating because I kind of felt like you're watching a team with a plan. Who have less talented players and a team with really talented players who have no plan. That's how much? Like how watching. much do you think of Sheffield United's ability is, or, or, or their their ableness to get points and perform well in the Premier League is about their belief and their faith in the system they have, which almost makes them more than the sum of their parts. Mm. The result is the more more than more than the sum of their parts. So while <coughs> it is effective this season will it be effective next season and the season after It's or it feels like Stoke when they come up on yeah. the list. it does and, but, yeah. which is fine absolutely yeah. fine for them yeah. um, it's just that when you get to the level that Spurs were at previously is that you, you can't it isn't just about a, 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 well maybe it is I don't, I, I don't know I don't know like no one would have thought when Chris Wilder took over at Sheffield United when they were in League One mm. that they would be in a situation where they're sixth in the in the Premier League yeah. Lund, was it Lundstrom yeah, their midfielder. Yeah. We're talking to. On, we had a, a Patreon every week. We do a Patreon podcast where, if we can, get a, a fan of the opposing side to talk about their football club. And when they're in League One, they had a injury to their centre midfielder, and Lundstrom came in. Yeah. And the talk around the club is that how are we going to cope? It's a bad one, yeah. like a cruciate or something. How are we going to cope with Lundstrom as our central midfielder? Like we're not like this could affect us in League One, yeah. and now he's like. The linchpin in their midfield. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what the point is. Um, basically, that they're just going to win the league now. And they're the best team in Europe. Yeah, so that's that's like is it is that what it is? Is that that the, they've just got players believing and then it's, it's, it's motivation. I think it's exactly that. Like when mm. you come off the back of uh, the result against Arsenal, they've had some other decent results, and it's kind of like lads, right? If I tell you what to do, when to do it, have faith in each other. Um, um, you know, we'll, we'll get, get through. through. We'll, mm. we'll get through it, and then after each of those games, they're winning or picking up points on the road. It's like, see, like, mm. like I'm like, just just stick to the game plan, and it won't go wrong. And you've got to really fight for each other and be there for each other. And you've got to work as a team. It's not about individuals, um, like you're saying about some of all parts and that. And everyone's working together. Now that will only work up until uh, like the, 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 they'll have a bad form and they start to lose faith or motivation and then that's where you see the real kind of uh, the, the, the stomach of the team yeah, because yeah. they'll normally fall apart or whatever but if they get through this season and they hold on tight into the Premier League that's great and then next season it'll be like right I told you to do this and you stuck with it you stay with me we're going to slightly build out from this and be a bit more open and then they'll start to well, start what, to progress and that's how they do they, they progress is the thing is that, mm. is that this is their kind of ace card based on what we've seen with Huddersfield to a certain degree in, in their first season in Prem because they stayed up. Stoke, when they did, <coughs> um, is that they had a way of playing and the same messages, as we've seen with Spurs, mm. the same messages get tired hearing. Yeah. And uh, they would have to adapt. And when Stoke finally did adapt and tried to play football, Poulis got the sack. They brought in... Uh, so Hughes. Before no, Hughes. But it's like, it might have been Hughes. And they, start, they brought up players, like flair players like Bojan, Alaphilippe, Afale or Alaphilippe, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and Arnautovic and Zonzi plays like yeah, yeah uh, play, players that don't buy into the fabric of the football club, but yeah. are like head and shoulders above the quality that they've had previously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and they go down, and you see where they are now. Eventually, mm. this is the crux of the problem, though, for me. Where we're at, it's like I'd say I'm. I completely understand the Poch out camp. I'm, I'm still Poch in, but I do think Poch has to take some blame for the way that we're playing. Oh, absolutely. And I think this is the crux, right? If I was to say to you, like, in very simple terms, 
what's how do Liverpool play? What's their system? It'd be like right, they get their full backs really high up the pitch, they play a front three, and you'd be able to tell me like little features about the way they play. You could do the same for City, you could do the same for Leicester. You can't do it for us. Like, no. What system do we play? What's, what's our, our defining team? characteristic? What's well, our best team? Like yeah. we, that's the problem, and I think he's trying to find the solution. We've got a question from Mark Bennett eighty one. He says, "With it seeming to me that the biggest problem at the moment is our defence. What is our strongest defensive lineup? Stop leaking goals, and we might stand chances turning things around." <coughs> so, if you had to pick a team or, or a group of players now, including the midfield two or the the got, if we're playing uh, a four two three one, right? Yeah. What? Four players would you play in defence and what two would you play in midfield? Um, so I'd go Gazzini, Green Goal. Of course. Uh, my, my back four would be... I mean, I personally would play Carl Walker-Peters. I've, I've got no time for Aurier. I don't think Foyce are right back. At this point in time, I would probably go for Foyth and Sanchez. Which, what, which, uh, yeah, so so you've got Carl Walker-Peters, Foyth, Sanchez... Yeah, and Cessna. This is what This is where I'd go for it. Uh, because... It's so to solve the defensive problem. Yeah, because because that's potentially our back four for the next five years. But I could beat up three of that, that back four. <laughs> but honestly, what like genuinely, what what are we going to learn now? Look, John, could you have Sessegnon? Oh yeah, obviously. All right, could you have Foyth? Yeah, exactly. Could you have Carl Capitas? Yes, yeah. but Sanchez is is nails. Is he though? I don't. Think, I probably could have all four of them. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. An Englishman versus South American. You got you got to fancy Englishman there. Uh, you're not talking about the Falklands again, are you? <laughs> so you've got to let that go. <laughs> <laughs> But what I'm saying is, look, yeah, if you want the, if you want a solid defensive unit, yeah, you, you're going to have to put in like Jan and Toby again. But they're leaving. Like the season, we're He's not asking us to stop the fucking flux of goals. That yeah, but if in. you have better footballers, you won't give away position. We're talking about you just said a minute ago, right? The keeper gives it to the back four. And what happens? You give it to Dyer or you give it to Foyth? Who do you reckon's keeping the ball? One of them, one of that that back four that you picked, right? If you put him in a dress and a bit of makeup, you wouldn't even show that he's a man. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? But he's good at football. That's all that matters. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is, is I get it. People, people think like, oh, okay, you got experienced defenders as opposed to like inexperienced defenders, and therefore like that's less of a risk. Which I totally get that. And like form will tell you that Alderweireld and Vertonghen are the obvious choice for to stop conceding goals, right? But they've been playing, and we've been conceding goals. Yeah. So it's not just the back four; it's the midfield as well. Yeah. And I, I just think we're at the point where. If you have better footballers that receive the ball from the keeper, they won't get caught in possession and we won't be under as much pressure. So it sounds mental, but Foyf is a better footballer than Dyer is. He's a better footballer than Vertonghen is. He's a better footballer than Alderweireld is. Mm-hmm. In terms of playing football, with the ball, passing, getting well, getting the ball off the keeper. Can you ping it like him? I mean, no one's Lord of the Pings, no. like Toby. But like, that's where I'd go now because we're at a point where... We know what we're going to get from the others, and it's not going to take us. It's not going to take us forward. I, that's it sounds like madness. No, no, it doesn't sound like madness. It is fucking madness. You're <laughs> fucking Richard the Third. Yolo, isn't you're it, a cuss? fucking joker, <laughs> mate. We're just talking about putting a big circle around and like putting players inside the middle. No one's tried it before. When before like, before <laughs> what, Brazil, like they, they took the four four two. Is that right? I think it's Brazil. And they started playing four four two, and everyone followed them. Before Brazil, we were playing like English teams were having five up front. Here's a question. Who plays in Man City, the, one of the best teams in the country? Who's in their back for at the moment? They've got fucking holding midfielders and fucking I, I, no one. I watched yeah. But they're good footballers, so they can play there. Well, you say that. I watched, uh, I watched um, Man City Liverpool last night when we were recording uh, 3-1 Liverpool, right? Yeah. Their left back, I've never fucking, I've never seen him before. I, 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 he's got bald head. Avelino. Is, is that his name? Don't know. Avelino. You watched the rapper? Probably, yeah. He looks like Aaron Moy, but like if he'd had, you know, those little kids sometimes they're born with massive heads. Yeah. <laughs> it's like like that like he's had a massive head all his life. <laughs> I didn't watch the game, so I don't. I don't ah, know. shit! What is his name? Angelino. It's something Angelino. 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 Yeah, Angelino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never heard of him before. Yeah. And sometimes I'm watching football and I feel like I've, I've I've invested so much into this sport, and I should know more. I should know a player who plays for one of the best sides in in our league. No, I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. maybe. maybe, maybe. I, I'm, I'm like, maybe I'm being harsh on myself. I, I, was, I was about to say I, I'm all Tottenham, and I know like 
Mm. I, I know my way around Tottenham, but yeah, that's it. after listening to last week's Barley's Brainbusters, that's not the case, <laughs> right? So, um, went down can, I know bits and pieces did about you, did, Strikers you... I was trolling Ricky. On... <laughs> I saw but... it was killing me. Well, man. Did, so, so just when you when you were placed on the spot, like we were admit, in our defence, Rick, yeah. we were on the spot and we were as we didn't have tea to because it doesn't matter if you don't know it. If someone else in the group knows it and jumps on it, yeah, you're, you, everyone looks fine. It's yeah. because we could have been just a second away, but because it was just me and you, it like it was a little, like the, little bit exposed. There's never been a most more prolonged period of silence on the Fighting Got podcast yeah. in nine years mm. when we're just trying to remember a, a forward. K K K. 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 When you when when you listened to it, was you getting the answers quicker than we were? No, not really. But it was just really funny because exactly like you said, when you're under pressure, like you know exactly what that feels like. You just cannot think of that person. And after a while, I was like, well, it's, it's Keen. It's got to be Keen. And then it's like, K, K. <laughs> and then like, the thing is, that, like, when you're sitting next to Barney, he's like, you, you don't know what it's like. Because Barney's just like, B- Barney's like, you're fucking this up. That's yeah, what it feels yeah, like. Yeah. You're, you're, you're fucking up my quiz. I put a lot of work into this. Yeah. You, you by being dunces of fucking up. he's got the answers, man. You've done all the research. Well, of course yeah. you know. And every time you throw a little question back at me, he re- reels a bit. He's like, yeah, oh, I'm yeah. the quiz master. I'm the quiz master. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and my, one of my greatest sights is when uh, Barty grabbed the mic for Barty's Baby Busters Live. Yeah, he was yeah. in his, uh, I think his Twitter profile is still that picture. Excellent. Yeah. Um, uh, just before we break, uh, a, a friend of the show, Austin Sheen, and his partner Kaz, they're currently walking a thousand kilometres across Spain uh, wow. to raise money for his niece. And when you say a thousand kilometres, that's a long fucking that's way. Really yeah. far, they're yeah. trying to do it in 47 days. Anyway, he, he he posted this message. He says, "My amazing niece Sophie was diagnosed with, with Rett's syndrome as a child, and, and is now d- dependent on twenty-four hour care for day-to-day tasks. Despite this, she's a wonderful, smiley, happy young lady that absolutely loves doing her favourite things, such as listening to music, being surrounded by family, and going for days out. Although she can't verbally communicate, she tells us everything she wants through her eyes and her smile. Rett UK are a fantastic charity who are self-funded by wholly reli- but wholly reliant on public donations." They help families such as Sophie's with advice, guidance and support when times are tough. Every step of the way, her family has had so much support from Rec UK and they couldn't have done it without, uh, they couldn't have done any of it without the parent networks, access to health professionals and knowing that there's other people out there who understand what they're going through. Sophie is surrounded by friends and family who love her very much, who all think she's very special. So his niece is, 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 you know, suffering from Rett syndrome, and um, I just n- noticed this because he's a thirty percenter, and he's a part of our Patreon. He just mentioned that he was doing it, and when you say mentioned that he was doing it, he's not like running a marathon. He's not, you know, just asking for money or doing a general fundraiser. Him and his partner Kaz are walking a thousand kilometers, mm. which is so far. And I looked at how much they raised. They're asking for a thousand pounds. And they've raised 781 quid from people that they know who have been absolutely lovely and, and donated their money. But they're, they're walking so far for a, for a cause that's so good. And it would be amazing if you guys that are listening to this could donate to them to get them over that £1,000 that can give money to Rep UK who can support people who desperately need it, really. So if you've got a, a bit of spare cash in your pocket, forget our sponsors, forget fans bet forget Harry's raises anything else we've been promoting which you may hear an advert for in this episode if you can donate what you would have done to get in a Harry's razor or whatever else to their cause it'd be a lovely thing if they're they're, they're currently uh, was it 33 days into their 47 day trek um, yeah if you can just get them over the line uh, donate you can donate by going to www.justgiving.com forward slash Spain pain because they're walking a thousand kilometres so even if it's a fiver might be a pound might be ten pound maybe you've got so much money you can dump 500 quid and it, and you won't even miss it do that because uh, they're doing something lovely and it's lovely for, for people to do this it's a nice thing to do and also like um, a few years ago I went through this exercise for work where it's like trying to be self-improving one of the things was to write down all the things you're grateful for and I wrote down all this stupid shit that was like my TV and my PlayStation and my car and all this bullshit and I got to about 20 things before I realised like my health Mm. and like water and I felt so fucking bad and guilty about it 
but I just looked for some charities that were to do with like food and water for people that couldn't have access to it. And I donate to them like monthly. It's not a lot, just like a little bit. And it makes me, every time I like feel shit about stuff, I just think, actually, do you know what? You should be really grateful for what's going on. And these guys are doing something really lovely for someone that they really care about. And you can just donate a little bit of money towards them and, and make a life a little Was bit better. Was one of them Rhett UK that you donate to? It will be now because Excellent. I want to yeah. feel better about myself <laughs> and do something nice. And do something nice for Austin Sheen, who's working fucking double hard to walk across Spain big time and there's a video on his Facebook so I became friends with him on Facebook so I wanted to track his progress and there's one where it looks like they're in the middle of a sandstorm so they're not like walking through villas so this is like rural Spain and the Spanish countryside ain't all that second half of the Fighting Cop podcast Ricky and John Bass are obviously still with me otherwise I'd be on my own talking to a microphone I thought actually could I do that could I just do a pod on my own? I'd like that. Yeah, just like a forty-five minute monologue. Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be great if you were on like on something like like mushrooms. Yeah, and you just—it's just your consciousness just streaming out. I've ordered a uh, hundred grams of mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> that might take me a year to eat, but kind of like putting baked beans, like tins of baked beans in the larder. Just, they're always there in reserve. Yeah, that, that's that is actually what I imagine if there was like you know you get these end of the world nutters who like hide out in their like little bunkers underneath their like their garden. Yeah. Most people would put like food and stuff in there. Flav's first consideration was like fucking it, stock up on mushrooms. Well, no, I, I, I think that that would be excellent because you could completely um, decipher what's going on. Like you have yeah. your baked beans to sustain you, and then you'd have which physically would sustain you, and then you'd have magic mushrooms that would physically and mentally actually sustain you as well so I don't think that's a crazy thing to, to stockpile uh, T sent a question in he says which of the fighting cock would the club say do not mix with and for for, for what reason so this is on the back of the club demanding that Abamyang stops stops talking to troops on Miles and Fan TV because <laughs> it keeps it apparently they keep get open in dialogue with each other and uh, he, he was coming up with some, some suggestions of where the club might use the things that we've said as reasons for not talking to members of Fighting Got Podcast. Yeah. And this isn't to say that we're like Arsenal Fan TV, we're not. It's just that we've said things that perhaps the club would frown upon. Yeah. And I, when I was on the train earlier coming in, I, I listed a couple. Uh, T constantly demanding people spit in his mouth <laughs> would be a reason why the club <laughs> wouldn't want Harry Kane mixing with us. And he once demanded that our fans smoke rice in cigarettes. <laughs> you can understand where the club are coming from there. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Uh, Rick, for you, I heard you continually lying to your wife and kids about watching Spurs or yeah. lying about injuries yeah. so that you didn't have to look after your children yeah. so you could watch Tottenham. Yeah, I need to watch Tottenham. Yeah, and that's that's your lifeblood, really. Yeah, that's. I think they'd be, I think they'd be understanding as long as you don't keep giving examples away of when you've done said fake injury that you pretending you fell down the stairs so you could watch Spurs is a low yeah is it though or is it a high yeah in a lot of ways well, I, I, my brother's uh, my brother Ryan his daughter my niece it was her birthday the weekend it's part of the reason why I haven't seen a minute of the Sheffield United game. actually I did see a little bit because my brother Adam had it on his on his phone you know when you're at a party oh uh, yeah you're yeah. not allowed to watch it but because the kids are going mental you get away with it yeah so we're watching it but he kept kind of buffering and like the scores were coming on that yeah, phone before, yeah. and we knew that Son had scored before we watched it, so it kind of like gave up the ghost somewhat. But I just think that I don't know where I'm going with this. What, why am I talking about it? <laughs> I, I don't know, mate. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. I, I, there was a point there somewhere, but I got caught up in being at my niece's birthday <laughs> and ha, how line, line loud, about it, loud yeah. it was. It was yeah, loud. It was loud. One of my mates. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was loud. It was loud. It was loud. Yeah, it was loud. Like I was there. Uh, one of my mates, he um, he lied. One of the best ways I've ever seen to get out of football. Do you remember when we played Brazil? Was it 2002? The Ronaldinho goal. And it was like 11 o'clock. Yeah, I was at yeah, school yeah. and the, the school put it on in the morning for us. Yeah. But he was at work and he like premeditated like his plan. He worked in a bank and he used to open up. So he thought, right, fuck, well, I can't like phone in sick. It's way too obvious. So what I'm going to have to do is like somehow sort of like fake some sort of illness during work. There's been a rape up there. There's been a rape up there. Phased him. Um, some accusations may be false. Amazing. So anyway, he's uh, he's sitting there. He's thinking, right, what can I do? What can I do? He's thinking, right, I know that like his um, manager is going to be in about half an hour after I get in. So he gets in early. He tips his chair up and he lays with his head 
just like next to where the door opens. So when she opens it, it'll just hit his shoulder and see him laying on the floor. So he's like, right, that's my plan. I'm going for it, right? So he's laying there and he's thinking, I've got down this. She's not in for 10 minutes. So he's sitting there for 10 minutes and then he starts laughing, realising what he's actually doing. So, like, so he, he set himself up so that he was going to feign injury and have to go home. So it looked like he'd fainted and at his he's death. Bo- he's- Knowing right. his boss comes in 10 minutes after him and would find him passed out. So he's sitting there like crying with laughter thinking, this is so funny what I'm doing. <laughs> she opens the door and like, oh my God, David. And he's like, oh, I fainted. <laughs> so there's been a rape up here. There's been a rape in me. So he gets put in an ambulance and taken to the hospital and they're like trying to check him out. He's going, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. So he wants to, to go and watch the I ball. need to get out of it. And misses the game anyway because he's in a... Beautiful. Oh, Absolutely yeah. beautiful. Uh, do, you, do you remember the South African World Cup where all the games were eight in the morning? Yeah, pathetic. The Vuvuzela, like the worst yeah, noise yeah, of all time. Yeah. Was it? Was it South African? I don't know. It was South it Africa. Two thousand and two. It was the same. Oh, two thousand two was Korea. That yeah. was the one that was eight o'clock. Yeah, so it was that one. And uh, I think Paul Scott. We went playing Nigeria, and we and Paul Scholes scored. A, did, you don't no. remember this at all? No. I was at uni at the time and got up at eight o'clock in the morning, having obviously banter and the lads, and then you. Go, <laughs> You can't be at uni or any evening and not be out of your skull. Yeah, like knee deep in clunge. You're cl- <laughs> clunge in your throat. And I had, to, I had to get the clunge off me, <laughs> off my face, because there was, there was clunge in my face, in my eyes. There was clunge in, in my ears. In my pocket. Yeah, turning them out. There was cl- right. Both my feet were in clunge. And, uh, because I had to run down to the pub, I had to get the feet out of it and then get down to the yeah, pub. Yeah. That's, that's what uni was like, wasn't it, for me? <laughs> Shagging them. <laughs> it weren't. It weren't. It weren't like that. But it, we got down to the the pub and the, the weirdest kind of situation because when when you're watching football, you can't watch football without an alcoholic beverage. No, that's true. So uh, yeah, being uh, again, don't know where I'm going with this. Uh, <laughs> Windy's uh, reason, and I'm sure there are, there are many because he kind of overanalyzes Tottenham Hotspur performances, in my opinion. Mm. Um, but the only thing I could come up with was is unfounded nonsense. Mm. Oh yeah. yeah, for sure. Because we've talked about his interest in youth players, meaning that probably at some point he sexualised one of them. Yeah, not yeah. not physically, but mentally. Yeah, he's yeah. probably like Cole Caput Peters when he was like seventeen. I'd, I reckon he's, I'd have a bit of that. <laughs> and and you know, like the Fort Police, like uh, Tom Cruise. What's that film? Uh, minority Report. Minority Report, like pre-crimes. You can c- commit pre-crimes. Yeah. If that existed now, that Wendy would ha- definitely have no career. Yeah, pre- <laughs> pre-cum. Pre-cum, you'd have pre-cum. Uh, and Bardi's, the reason why uh, the clubs wouldn't allow players to mix with a fighting cock, Bardi's would be his record on Twitter. And that's the only factual thing apart any, of any... Yeah. I know Tease was factual as well, but... Um, yeah, he's just he's, the shit that he's come out with. And yeah. He's drunk and unhappy. Yeah. yeah, he's dropped some. He's dropped some pretty bad bombs on yeah, Twitter. Some yeah, some pearls. Yeah, some gems. We had uh, someone I uh, kind of kind of know, Abid. He uh, he listens to the pod, and we've been talking over the last couple of weeks. And we mentioned about Harry's razors because this is part of one of the promos we've been doing recently. And he said, "Can't you kind of talk to the club and kind of or Harry's and say like get ten minutes with Harry Kane because Harry's like a like the mental health." Ambassador, ambassador for, yeah, for yeah, Harry's yeah. Razors and I was like there's no, there's literally no chance that the club would ever talk to us about this nah. and I was thinking well what have I done what have I said that could put me in a position where the club would, would be like well, we don't want you to talk talk to Harry Kane and then I came to the realisation of what we said about Harry Kane and uh, I don't even want to say it again nah. actually do you know what I'm talking about yeah I think so you you said something disparaging about him well, to I'm, me on one of my first ever pods. Did I? Yeah, I'm not going to repeat either. But it, it's along shit. the same lines as what you're yeah, talking you talking about. I've you said, said a lot of shit. Yeah, and yeah. This is it. You, you say things that laughs, but sometimes it ain't funny. Mm. No, right. And uh, that's, what, that's what we get out of here. <laughs> that, that's the take home here: is you think you're being funny, but sometimes you're just being a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> okay, some uh, questions before we end the Fighting Cock podcast this week. Nelson Saha, he says. Would you rather POV your mum or your dad whilst you were conceived? Oh, good lord! So this is like POV porn, yeah. Where you kind of you're the person having sex, yeah. yeah. So your mum and dad are making the love, and the, the night that you're conceived. And I hope for me that it was a an aggressive romp, <laughs> and that's how I was conceived. And in that aggressive romp, would I want to be my mum's eyes or my dad's eyes? 
I'm going to say my mum's. Why? Because I can understand where my dad was going with it. Yeah. But I can't understand why my mum was interested in an aggressive one. Yeah. yeah. So looking at what I know is better than looking at what I don't know. That's true. And also, if you're just looking, right, so there's no sensation, you're literally just seeing, like, you in your mind, you could just picture him, like, in a row, like, in a fight with someone, and then that's fine. If you're looking at your mum in that scenario, you know what's happening. I've seen my we dad's dick as well. I've seen my dad's dick. So that's fine, then. Yeah. That's fine. Rick? Yeah, uh, no, I'd definitely rather have my mum's eyes. Yeah. And, like, knowing, knowing my dad's, and... Uh, yeah, it just it'd be a few few minutes of uncomfortableness. <laughs> so yeah, it'd just be like a... your dad knows pressure points and karate. And stuff, <laughs> he? he does actually. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So... yeah. <laughs> Put me to sleep, dad. Put me to sleep. Just um, yeah, I am. Um, yeah. I would also go for mum, but maybe for a different reason. So I I don't really know my biological father. He like walked out on my mum like before I was born. So it'd be nice to put a face to a name. That's way too deep. Yeah. yeah. What are you doing? What are we supposed to? We can't make a joke out of that. Well, you can because I'm making a joke out of it. I was thinking that as a zinger, they'll definitely crack up at that. And you've just gone. Oh, it's really no, sad. No, I, I, yeah. I, I, it's not sad. I mean, just as a caveat, to that maybe he did kind of come back a couple of years later and looked at him and thought, Nah. Yeah, turns out. What he's the been, fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. that? That is massive. <laughs> turns out he's been watching afar, from afar and gone. That guy's my son. No way. I want a paternity or fuck off. Which well, is fair enough. I didn't. I never knew that about you. Neither did I. Yeah, because you know, it's makes like sense. Who I call my dad raised me, so it's like who just like spunks up your mum. That's just anyone can yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, lots have just because um, useless toss of blues beans up your mouth. Exactly. <laughs> Not mean I'm, I'm going to stop smoking. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Imagine Taffy was my dad. <laughs> it would make a lot of sense. Didn't you know you've been listening to the Out of Office podcast? Didn't I you? have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't you give him a shout out? Because you, you yeah, you've been buzzing about. Yeah, it, yeah. Now. I have. So I've been listening to it. So um, one of the lads that does the Out of Office podcast, which is a podcast that goes through or every episode of The Office. And um, also has some special guests on there, and some of the actors that uh, that uh, were on The Office. Um, and it is an absolute. If you love The Office, yeah. go and find the Out of Office podcast because it is absolutely it's brilliant. Not, it's it's, it's, it's so funny. Yeah, it's I, I, I I I really like The Office, but I'm not into it. I don't know. Like, like, people that love it are constantly throwing out little catchphrases. And, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Brentisms and stuff like that. Um, but. When I listened to it after having a chat with you, yeah, I listened to it. I was like, even though I don't know hundred percent of like everything they're talking about, the way they these guys talk to each other is just it's fucking gold. Yeah, mm. it's gold. And they've come up with some little other bits outside of what like the, the episodes. Where yeah, the, the one where they kind of go for a coffee break. Yeah, they go for coffee breaks. Yeah, but still record it. Yeah, and they have like these conversations. <laughs> it's like you would do in an office. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. Like, it's, yeah, it's very, very good. So go and give them uh, a listen. They're like everybody's looking for new podcasts to listen to. Yeah, so yeah. Just, and, and one of the guys is a Spurs fan, obviously. So that is the yeah. That the is the melting well. pot. Please. Yeah. Get him on. There you go. Another one I don't get. Uh, Paul Sandy, 78, he says, uh, what's the best bullshit rumour of the season? Jan Eriksson's wife, Kane falling out with Poch, or Danny Rose refusing to leave? I mean, we don't know if it's bullshit. It could be, all of it could be true. Yeah. All of it could be bullshit. I think the key message here is just stop giving it so much of your attention. Mm. Like, don't worry about it. You can't change anything. I mean the 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 Jan and Ericsson one is like it's pretty. It's, it's, a, it's. I hope it's true. I'm also I hope it's true it? because the damage has been done. Like what we've seen this season, it could be that this would be a legitimate fallout of something like that happening. I don't believe it's true. How can it possibly be true though? Because like Ericsson's missus has had a baby fairly recently with. with with uh, Ericsson right, so and what? yeah presumably but, 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 Ericsson but, but, but yeah. like could be Jan and could like Jan and his a lot of his social you know a, a happily married man with his wife and are kids. you really but, that but, naive yeah. Ricky what yeah, are you talking about it's you know on all of they need 30 of, minutes they need 30 minutes together on all of like professional players there is a magnifying glass on them and like I don't know, I just think you just wouldn't make those moves but, but unless, you're, unless you're John Terry. But I hear that. But then, like, think about real life. Like, if you take out the footballer thing and what we what we think about them, what we perceive about them as footballer, the type of footballer Jan is, we kind of see him as this like 
yeah, he like like loves the club and he's like kind of stoic and it's like he might just be a love rat. He might just like to shag other people's wives. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't, maybe I don't think it's true, but he has a smouldering sex appeal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Whereas yeah, yeah. Ericsson's like barely holding on to his transplant, yeah, his yeah, hair yeah. transplant. So yeah. you can understand why Ericsson's. I don't think he has a wife. That was the other thing is that he doesn't have a wife. He's not married. I don't know if it's true, I but don't know. that's yeah, what the other thing. So um, I, I don't think it's true, but I feel like. If it was true, and the impact was that what we're going through now, that I hope it was a good, really good fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah. proper passionate lovemaking. Yeah. yeah, my favourite bit of the story is that that Kane gave Jan the black eye, but Ericsson can't defend himself. Like he's <laughs> yeah. like the weak little brother. Yeah, and Kane's like, right, ooh, ooh, which one was it? <laughs> which <laughs> is why, why Ericsson's like complete confidence is shattered now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's been cucked within an inch of his life. <laughs> <laughs> he's been cucked by Jan and then cucked by. A fucking cane for yeah. defending him. If it was porn, basically Ericsson would be that guy who has that little like weird plastic thing that they put over their knobs so they can't get an erection. <laughs> Jan would be like a massive geezer with a huge cock just ploughing away at Ericsson's wife in front of him while he sits there and cries, demoralised, <laughs> realising he's never going to satisfy her in the same way. Imagine if that's true. God. Because that could have happened. Could have happened. And on that note, <laughs> uh, this is the episode 21 of The Fighting Cock done. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Oof. boys. I think it's been a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. When I clock out of the hospital at 6 p.m., I'm not done for the night. That's when Gamer Nurse 40 clocks in and she's got orcs to slay. Sure, I'm playing a 13-year-old in Scranton, but he's a level 53 mage with a filthy mouth. So I need to stay on top of my game. What'd you call me? That's when I crack open a Heineken Zero Zero. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I can focus on stealing his gold before his mom tells him it's bedtime. Take that, kids. Heineken Zero Zero. 0.0% alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. This summer, when you're on the go, stay connected to what matters most with access to over 3 million Cox Wi-Fi hotspots. Learn more at cox.com. Ask Ashley the Podcast is sponsored by Cox. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.